gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to my two cents podcast episode 63 which is entitled one step forward i am your host g2 and before i get into the topics you know what time it is it's time for me to read you off the national food days of the week today february 27th it is strawberry day as well as kalula day then monday february the 28th the last day of february will be frog legs day and also chocolate souffle day so if anything i want you everybody to try to at least make their loved ones at least something for that um, March 1st, Peanut Butter Peanut Butter Lover's Day. March 2nd, Banana Cream Pie Day. March 3rd, Canadian Bacon Day, as well as Moscow Mule Day and also Cold Cuts Day. March 4th, Pound Cake Day. March 5th, Cheese Doodle Day, as well as Absin Day. Absin is apparently a cocktail, so for Moscow Mule Day, which is this Thursday and Absent Day, which is next Saturday. I want everybody to please drink responsibly. Now, with all that being said, um, let's just get it right all up into the topics. You know what? I want to wish everybody in the Ukraine uh, nation over there a... I want to wish them nothing but safe prayers, to be honest with you. I don't know the whole deal with the whole Russian invasion deal. I don't know what the deal is over there. I'm not going to try to even read up in it. I mean, I'll try to read into it, but I think it goes way deeper than what's being out here in the public, to be honest with you. They only want to throw you out what they want to throw out to us. But um, I just want to say, please, everybody, if you could, please play for the, pray for the Ukrainian people over there. And uh, I know people have died from this because Russia come over there and started uh, doing what they're doing. I just want people to please just pray for the Ukrainian people and hopefully this thing will end quickly and the Ukrainian people can start trying to repair back their lives and all that stuff. Because again, I don't know why this happened. I don't. I'll read up on it and hopefully I'll gain some knowledge about it. And hopefully by next Sunday, I'll be able to tell you something about it. But um, for now, uh, I just want to wish the Ukraine people uh, thoughts and prayers. Also, I got to give a plot Apple to this because you know what? I crap on Apple whenever they don't uh, give us rulings about um, things that are really important to the world. And they only just give us like crappy news. This one, they popped on my phone and I popped on my brother's phone. So I know it should have been popping around everybody else's phone about uh, Ukraine being attacked by Russia. So I got to give, uh, I got to say congratulations to Apple for uh, letting everybody be alert of that. So I will big up Apple whenever they do right, and I will trash Apple when they do wrong. So Apple did right by this. I want to say uh, thank you to Apple for uh, keeping everybody in the loop on this whole uh, situation. Now, this week has been a real uh, slow week, at least to me, because I didn't see much like in the headlines. I mean, I'll give you guys some updates on certain things, but to be honest, I didn't see a whole lot of things like like really like covery like okay let me give my from let me give my like type type of two cents on something but one thing that really popped me today was well not today this week was that i was in class and my mother texted me she asked me is the 
uh, was I in class? And I said, yeah, but I'm good because it's one of those classes that I can still pay attention, but I can still go on my phone and do everything. So I'm still good here. Um, she asked me, is the queen dead? I quickly did a Google search and I said, no. She said that she thought the queen was dead because she heard something. I said, nah, it was no from, uh, the person that did it got it wrong. And I looked it up and apparently it's from uh, Hollywood Unlocked by Jason Lee. Jason Lee is a guy that was around a lot of celebrities. He has, um, I'm not going to say influence, but he could have some influence. I just know that he is around in Hollywood a lot. He gets the Hollywood news. It's called Hollywood Unlocked. So it kind of, you kind of can guess what they're covering over there on Hollywood Unlocked. But this is not me, me trying to throw any type of dirt into Hollywood Unlocked's name. They, I would say this. They should have credibility, and I think they have credibility because he got a whole lot of people like crapping on him for publishing a story about how Queen Elizabeth is dead and all this type of stuff. He was getting a whole lot of crap thrown at him, and he ended up taking down the post of, that he posted up saying that Queen Elizabeth was dead, and he even put out an article and is on the Hollywood Unlocked uh, website, and it wrote, fact check, 10 reasons we believed Queen Elizabeth was dead, and they said it point blank, and the first bullet point was that on February the 22nd, Tuesday, Hollywood Unlocked CEO Jason Lee was contacted directly from a source who was in attendance at the wedding of British Vogue editor-in-chief Edward Enninful. The source claimed they witnessed a call in which news of the Queen's death had been confirmed to a high-profile attendee. They went on to outline that this May that news created at the star-studded event. Second bullet point, while many have scoffed at the idea that our that the queen or anyone associated with her would ever attend Enninful's wedding. Not only is he fashion royalty in the UK, a quick Google's image search easily pulls up pictures of him sharing intimate moments with members of the royal family, such as Queen Elizabeth's eldest son, Prince Charles, 73, her 74-year-old daughter-in-law, Carmela, Duchess of Cornwall, and other members of the inner circle. And, hey... They go on to bullet point other things, but they give you a reason why they believe that the Queen Elizabeth was dead. So I'll give Hollywood Unlocked one pass for this. I'll give them, I'm not even going to say we'll give them one pass. They get a pass because they are media. Media gets things wrong. Yes. Should they fact check everything? Yes. Should you do all your sources and all this type of stuff digging before you actually send out everything? Yes. But in the news coverage game, you are wanting to always be first. First can only lead you to two th things. Either one, it leads you to glory, or either two, it leads you to complete damnation. Because if you send out something that's right and you're on the money, people are going to go over to your site every time if you're first and be like, okay, did this uh, media team cover this yet? Did they say anything about this? Do they, did they, um, what are they saying? Did they happen to put a story out? That's what the media or the audience would do first. And secondly, if you're first and you're wrong, you completely shot your credibility to hell. You did. Your people, people that are looking at your news site aren't going to be like, oh, okay, you got this wrong. So how can we believe that you got this wrong until we start seeing everybody else post up about it? See, that's the whole point. You kill your credibility in that one ill-fated opportunity to be first. You really are taking a big 50-50 risk. 
Either A, you can gain a whole lot of traction to your site, or either B, you are going to create a whole lot of bad traction for your site that's going to take you some time to get it out, out of the mud and get you back to a stable stability of where your website used to be at at one point. So I'm going to give Hollywood Unlocked this uh, pass because they are media. They get things wrong. Just like everybody else, we get a lot of things wrong. So please don't try to kill Hollywood Unlocked because they got one thing wrong. Seriously. And let's let's and by the way, I'm not even gonna try to even stun on you or lie about this. Let's just keep this all the way buck here. Queen Elizabeth is how old now? She's what? 95, about to turn 96. God bless. Lord willing, by the way. Um, she's not she's 95, about to be 96, okay? I believe her husband Philip just passed away last year and she got COVID now. So let's think about it. the possibilities of her recuperating and all this type of stuff and come on let's keep it a buck she's kind of one foot in the doorway of leaving off this planet and it's not me wishing ill will onto the queen personally i don't know her i don't care enough about her to wish ill will on her and personally why am i gonna wish ill will on somebody that i don't know that's stupid to me well unless you do a horrible horrible thing and then i'm gonna be like well that person needs to be fed to the pits I can't say that for Queen Elizabeth over here. I can't say that. She needs to be fed to the pits. So, I don't know her, so I don't want to wish no ill will on her. I don't want to wish no type of bad luck onto her, but I just want everybody to stay in the realm of reality. Queen Elizabeth is 95, about to be 96. Come on, she has one foot into the door. So, I mean, if she were to kick the bucket now, are we all going to be shocked by it? I don't think so. Do I think people are going to cry about it? I think certain people are going to put some tears down on their face or whatever. But come on, 95, 96, you lived a good life. But we'll say to that point, whenever she actually does kick the bucket, again, not wishing ill will onto Queen Elizabeth, but Hollywood Unlock, they get the story wrong, cool. They're media, media gets things wrong just like everybody else. All right, just want to throw that out there. Now, the first big topic that I kind of looked at this week, and I might be late to it, but I don't know if everybody else knows about it. It's from uh, the news that I got it from was WBRZ.com. And it reads, former teacher Cynthia Perkins sentenced to 41 years without parole in child sex crime cases. Lexington, uh, Cynthia Perkins, a former teacher who pled guilty to her role in a disturbing child sex crimes case involving her ex-husband, will spend 41 years in prison without parole. Perkins rattled off a lengthy apology to the victims as well as her friends and families before the judge handed down the sentence to her. I would also like to apologize to my three children. I haven't spoken to them in three years. I love them and miss them, and I am sorry, Perkins said. A scratching letter written by one of Cynthia's family members and read in court Friday called her horrible and manipulative. I think what you heard today was a lot of pain in there. From a lot of people and it really goes to show you the damage that people can do with these evil acts assistant attorney general barry mulligan said the former livingston parish school instructor made a deal with state prosecutors earlier this week pleading guilty to only a handful of more than 100 combined charges she and her ex faced securing her conviction of three counts production of child pornography, second-degree raping, and mingling of harmful substances. Cynthia Perkins' guilty plea included admissions that she filmed a child in her bath and served pastries laced with her husband's bodily fluids to some of her students. 
I want to apologize to the victims, my students, because now they have to worry about what really happened. Cynthia added, as part of the deal, she must also testify against her former spouse, Dennis Perkins, during his upcoming trial in the same case. She had culpability, and that's what she took responsibility for. That's what she took a 40-year sentence for, McGilligan said. But if they say this wouldn't have happened without Dennis Perkins, I'm inclined to agree with them. This, see, right here, I hear everything what we're, I hear everything, and I read everything, and like, okay, this, again, I said it last week when I talked about how a child got uh, sexually assaulted at the schoolhouse, and you had all these people knowing about it, and they were supposed to call up the police and tell them about this, about how people in the schoolhouse are nasty individuals. That's proving my point here with this story right here. Just filming a kid in your bath, okay, that's big weird, but you are feeding children, children, teenagers, whatever the case may be, somebody else's child that you're in the school with, that you're supposed to be their instructor, their teacher, their professor, whatever name you want to label yourself with, you serve them pastries. Filled with your husband's bodily fluids, which we all know what that is. If you don't know that, it's called semen. I'm just going to be blunt with you. I hate to say it. I'm sorry for parents that are listening to this with children. But this woman fed these students this. And you know what? I never really thought about it until reading this. You know what? How many times has a teacher said they're going to bring in, like, pizza, cupcakes, and all types of stuff. I had that when I was a child back in my time, early 2000s. I had teachers that said we're going to have a party and all this type of stuff. They were bringing certain things. Parents could bring in things, all this type of stuff. Now, in this time, in this dang age, you have to worry about this. I don't think my mother thought about that back then. I don't think any parent thought about that back then, about somebody bringing something to the schoolhouse that might be laced with drugs or laced with some type of somebody else's bodily fluids. Now with this story, I think parents have to worry about, okay, what is going to be at this party and who is going to be bringing what over to this party? I'm being dead serious when I say that. Because you know what? Right now, I now have to worry for my children whenever I have children now. Knowing all the type of stuff that I do know now, what teachers are on now, what what could happen with now? I never heard of a kid getting sexually assaulted whenever I was a child. I never heard of that. Not at any times of when I was a child or even teenager. But now as I am an adult now, I'm not sure if that was me being childly naivete or people are now becoming much more sick freaks out here in the public light now whenever I, I don't know. You would think, and I'm serious, you would really think, think about this, seriously. You would think with all the cameras not being around early 2000s, even though cameras were starting to be the thing, but cameras were not in schoolhouses like they are now. Schoolhouses are heavily locked down with cameras, locked down in your doors. You can't even get in without a pass. Yes, that's a legit thing. Adults can't even get into the schoolhouse like they could do back in the day. No, you got to ring a bell and they got to see you on their webcam. They even buzz you in. They open inside the freaking 
schoolhouse now. That's what it is. Kids have to have a key card to slide through just to walk from one building to another just to even get in. That's the type of thing. Now, with schoolhouses, back in the early 2000s, they didn't do all that. You were easily to get into the building, go walk around, see your kid being in somebody else's classroom, well, their teacher's classroom, and then look at them. My mother used to do that with me. She told me how she used to see me there because she didn't like seeing she would happen to pop in from time to time. That was her thing. You can't do that no more. And you would think early back in the 2000s, you would think a lot of people would be much more creepier than what they're doing now. You would think a whole lot of kids would have got touched and molested back then with no cameras or anything being around at that time. But now it seemed like the game flipped. Teachers knowing good and well the cameras are there, knowing good and well what's going to happen, knowing everything, knowing all the time, all the type of spotlight is being flashed onto them because now it's more prevalent that teachers are being nasty. Right now it's more prevalent that teachers are having uh, relationships with students now more than anything. Teachers now are even getting exposed for having sex tapes out here and the school figuring it out and finding out about it and they're firing the teachers even though they didn't have the sex with any of the students. They just do it on their own free time. Teachers are now getting popped for that. You would think Certain teachers would know how to condone themselves inside the schoolhouse. You would think they would know how to do that, but apparently not. Teachers are crazy out here. I'm just going to call a spade a spade. We have good teachers. We have good professors. You have good lecturers, whatever you want to call their names. There's some that are good out here, period. Just like everything else, there are good people. There are bad people out here. But right now, the people that are getting popped out here for having sex with students, which that's a common, well, I'm not going to say common, common, but it's not bizarre as we deem it to be yes it's still crazy when you hear about it on the news let's not get that twisted but it's not like oh my god somebody no it's like okay somebody slept with a student now okay cool pop them away put them on sex offenders list whatever get that taken care of and you know the rest of the deal here but oh yeah by the way let me backtrack on this if you are a teacher lecturer or whatever and you have a sex tape out there with somebody else i don't think you should be getting popped for that at the school i don't think the school should be firing for that i would suggest you to not make those type of tapes i'm just gonna be blunt with you i would suggest you don't because somehow the icloud always has it up there in the cloud and then guess what somebody always hacks somebody's cloud and then it gets thrown out to the rest of the world i don't know how it happens i'm not a hacker so that's just my friendly advice to you as from one person to another. Getting back to the point, teachers and professors and lecturers, you would think now you guys would be on your best behavior because everybody has a light on to you, but apparently not. You guys, certain people are out here just ruining y'all credibility, literally. Because now, I wouldn't have ever thought of somebody putting their bodily fluids inside a freaking, what, a pastry? Could have been a cupcake, could have been cake, could have been cookies. No, no, cookies are hard, so no. But maybe, ew, I don't even want to think about it. This is disgusting. Point being, I never thought about it. I don't think parents thought about it. Parents back in my school, me being a young kid, I know they didn't think about that. Now parents have to think about this. Parents have to think about who's going to be bringing cupcakes over. Who's going to be doing this? Let me bring it over. I know I'm good. Or, you know what, now certain people... Are gonna tell the kids, you know what? You ain't gonna be eating over there. You can't be eating, you can't be eating people's stuff because you know what? You don't know what's inside of it. You don't know what they're doing today. And you might even think to yourself, a cupcake. What is gonna be inside a cupcake? Knowing this story now, yeah, things could be inside a cupcake, bro. So now I would suggest parents, 
Ayo, I'd rather just sit your kid down, tell him, Ayo, you can't be eating things over there. They might have a good, they might have a house, they might have a Halloween party. The only thing you could eat is like candy that's like prepackaged away and stored away. Cupcakes and cookies and cakes, nah, don't eat that there because make up some type of thing or tell them the truth of what's happening out here. But I would suggest you to just have that type of conversation with your child or kid. If it's a child, I would suggest just tell them, no, you can't have that. They might get mad at you, but later in life, you're going to have to break it down to them and explain to them why. And you might even have to tell them about a story about somebody doing something nasty and just think about, okay, what happened if you were to eat that and then that gives it to you? You're going to be hating us because we never told you about it. See, again, these are the type of things that just flows through my mind because I have to think about this because right now I'm 25, about to be 26. Hopefully in my 30s, I want to have a child. I want to hopefully meet a woman, have a child, and then guess what? I'll have all this knowledge embedded in my head, and I can pass down the knowledge from myself to my child, or if a parent comes up to me and asks me what's going on, I can tell them, hey, yo, this is what's going on. This happened in the past. You probably want to be careful with your child eating some cakes or cookies. Matter of fact, parents do that. Parents, I want you guys to please talk to other parents about this type of uh news that happened and please just come up with some type of thing you guys probably know better parents parents know how to uh patrol and hopefully try to help other kids the best way they can now with that all being said let's go to another topic here is basically updates let me give you an update on the whole george floyd uh cops that were basically found guilty there the three cops that were on trial this uh week for the civil rights uh violating of george floyd were Thomas Lane, J. Alexander Kwong, and Tao Tu Chao? Tu Tao? Anyway, they have all uh, been convicted. They've all been guilty, obviously. And they were, and they made it. An ABC News article, they wanted to make sure that you guys can understand this. They said in the article, the all-white U.S. District Court panel of eight women and four men announced its decision Thursday afternoon after roughly 13 hours of deliberation over two days. So this was all white committee that straight up said, yep, they're all guilty. So, hey, I'm cool with that. Hey, it is what it is. They could face up to a maximum sentence of life in prison. Yo, it is what it is. I don't know why we had even a trial for this. We all knew they violated the civil rights of George Floyd. George Floyd ain't here for a reason. We all know what happened here. We all know they violated it. I don't know why we even had a thing for it. I still don't understand it. Certain things are so obvious to us that why are we even playing? This is like playing with somebody's whole... You're, you're acting like you're playing with me. You're playing with me now. Anyway, that was that. And also this week, the Ahmaud Arbery uh, killers were convicted of federal hate crimes and his death. And this comes from the Associated Press. The three white men convicted of murder in Ahmaud Arbery's shooting were found guilty in federal, well, of federal hate crimes Tuesday in a verdict that affirmed what family members and civil rights activists said all along, that he was chased down and killed because he was black. Okay, right there. Why are we acting? Why are we acting like we don't know what the deal is? Black people in America, we know what the deal is. We know what time it is. We all know that. But you guys have the video of everything. We, You guys have the video. Okay, just take a breather, Joe. You had Ahmaud Arbery's video that we all saw on the news, and you can still look it up online, and you can see exactly what happened, okay? You have George Floyd's killing, literally, that was everywhere last what in 2020 
and also last year as well. I mean, that killing was everywhere. So what what are we doing here? Again, you guys are trying to make it seem like we need to have a case for something which we all know the truth in. We don't need to have a case for that because it's not that's I'm not going to say not serious, but we all know what happened. This is what I have a problem with with the legal system. You have a video of it. What else do we need? Yes, do we need details? Do we need backstory on certain things? Yes. But do I think whatever is a certain people that you need backstory about? No. When you have a police officer, that the George Floyd video was a primary example of why are we having even a, why, why are we doing this? You have the video of it. You have him saying he can't breathe. He's telling you point blank he can't breathe. Why is he going to fake he's saying he can't breathe and turn him around? And you could have easily stopped that. Ta-da. Omar Arbery, you see three guys hunting him down, and you see him die. Why are we having a Why? Why? We all know what it is. Why are you playing around? This is why I don't like the justice system to a point. Yes, we need to have a trial for things that matter. And Omar Arbery's thing was one that mattered. George Floyd was one that mattered. But come on. Those were already predetermined. Those were already set in stone. And them, them guys were going to be <laughs> put to jail. They were going to be found guilty or whatever the case you want to call it. We saw them do the action. So to me, it just doesn't make sense why we even have court cases for this. But again, we see what happens in the future. We're still going to see a whole lot of idiots do a lot of idiot things. Black people, please keep your head on the swivel. For the love of God, we're still out here doing our thing, but also know that police officers are still out here doing their thing as well. I want to read you guys something. This is coming from Atlanta Black Star. As it reads, the title is Unprecedented Judge Rules Missouri Ex-Cop Awaiting Sentence for Killing a Black Man Can Remain Free on a Pill. As the article reads, a white former Kansas City, Missouri police officer who faces up to 19 years in prison after being convicted of killing a black man will remain free on bond after his sentencing. The prosecution tells the judge that even though the man is a cop, he should not be treated differently. The judge maintains that he can remain free because he doesn't believe he will run. He knows he is going to jail. After a four-day bench trial in November 2021, found ex-cop Eric I don't know how to say my man's last name. That's a long name. D-E-V-A-L-K-E-N-A-E-R-E. Guilty of second degree involuntary manslaughter and armed criminal action in the 2019 killing of Cameron Lamb. He has not spent one day in jail. Not one. KCUR reports. And according to Jackson County Circuit Judge Dale Youngs, who convicted Eric of the crime in a bench trial and allowed him to stay out of jail on a $30,000 bond, says he will not have to endure incarceration even after his sentencing on February, March 4th, because Youngs ruled this week that the ex-cop can remain free while he appeals his conviction. Molly Hastings, who report who represents the former detective argued earlier since her client is not a flight risk and the judge did not find evidence of malice, he should remain out of prison during his appeal process. KSHB News called the decision made on Tuesday, February 22nd, unprecedented, despite never granting such an appeal bond 
In his 13-year career as a judge, Young's granted the defense motion for an appeal bond, ensuring that Eric will remain free after whatever sentence Young's pronounced next month. The prosecution opposed the appeal motion. It was an extraordinary request for the defense to make. While a trial involving a police shooting is somewhat rare, the defendant's former employment and the police nature of this case does not require this court to treat the circumstances presented in this motion differently, prosecutors wrote. However, Young said that the prosecution did not prove there is no combination of conditions that I could impose that would guarantee or reduce the risk of the defendant's failure to comply with the court's order or to protect the community. Listen, I don't care what nobody says. He's going to be sentenced on March 4th, right? And here's my thing that I don't understand here. He's going to be allowed to still be out free to the free world, not spending one day in jail while his appeals is going to be processed, while he gets his appeal thing set up. How, how are we doing this? He killed a black man. But what are we doing? Hmm? What are we doing? He <laughs> what are we doing? I, I don't understand this. I don't. See, I want to read you something right here. The prosecution submitted that the officers had no legal reason to be on Lamb's property. And after the incident, the shooting scene was set up to appear as if the black man had been armed. After rendering the, this verdict, Young's ruled that the officers violated Lamb's constitutional rights by being on his property with no probable cause to believe he had committed a crime. He also noted that they had no search warrant to be on the property or a warrant for Lamb's arrest. What they're trying... Okay, here's the deal. Let me give you some backstory. <laughs> Eric, the police officer, he chased after Cameron Lamb because they said that they saw him uh, going after his girlfriend, right? Matter of fact, right here. The former detective shot Lamb while he was backing a pickup truck in his garage on December 3rd, 2019. The encounter was sparked when Eric noticed Lamb chasing his girlfriend's convertible in the stolen vehicle, which a police helicopter tracked back to the black man's house. According to the testimony at the November trial, Eric said he fired at Lamb after he saw him point a firearm at his partner at the scene, Troy Skowam, Skowam, whatever. They got some funky last names. Jesus, you pick a regular last name, man. The prosecution submitted that the officers had no legal reason to be on the Lamb's property, and after the incident, the shooting scene was set up to appear as if the black man had been armed. So basically, they planted evidence as it seemed the black man was guilty to shoot him. So that means Cameron Lamb didn't have a gun. That's one. Two, they violated his rights because they didn't have a search warrant. They didn't have a warrant to be on his property. They didn't have a warrant to arrest him. So that's two. Matter of fact, that's two and three. That's all three strikes you're out. And you mean to tell me that you are going to allow this man to be out into the free world without nothing because his appeals has to be processed. You, oh my God. I don't know what Eric has on this judge here. I don't know. I'm not going to say he does or he doesn't, but boy, this sounds really fishy, don't you think? At least I can say this for Chauvin. He went to jail. He went to jail. The three freaking cops, they went to jail, along with Eric Sh with, uh, Chauvin, Derek Chauvin. This cop right here, nah, he hasn't spent not one day in jail, not a single solitary day in, day in jail yet, but somehow he's out here free roaming. 
And he killed the black man in 2019, December 3rd, 2019. And we are now in February 27th, 2020. It has been two, well, hold up. Yeah, because that has been three years yet. Two years and what, three months since this whole thing has happened? What, what are we doing? Like, legitimately. As a nation, what are we doing? As a court system, what are we doing? As a justice system, this doesn't make any sense to me. As a citizen, just reading this thing, it doesn't make sense to me. It just reeks of differentness. It reeks of the shield protecting someone. It reeks of just either somebody has somebody in their pockets. I don't know. I've never ever heard of this. But I will try to keep on top of this. This person, this has me really intrigued, to be honest with you. And I'm hoping that this does change by March 4th. But we shall see. Another thing that popped me this uh, week was another article that I read, and this comes from the News and Observer. As it reads, Riley, officer in uniform, sold cocaine while on duty in police car, U.S. attorney says. Article reads, a Riley police officer faces criminal charges after he allegedly sold cocaine while on duty in uniform while driving his car, said U.S. attorney Michael Easley. Officer Kevin Rodriguez, 33, was arrested Wednesday on charges of distribution of a quantity of cocaine and possessions of a firearm in connection with that offense. Easily said at a Thursday news conference at the Terry Stanford Federal Courthouse in Riley, Rodriguez, who has been working for the department since July 30, 2018, is a field operatives division officer with the Riley Police Department. When one who wears the badge breaks the law, it breaches the public trust, Easily said. This alleged crime is a serious breach of public trust. They investigated this. Well, they started an investigation in November 2021 after members of the RPD and the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration received tips from two confidential sources that he was selling drugs in Raleigh, according to Alphadated. That's part of the federal criminal complaint filed in the Eastern District of North Carolina. So Rodriguez ultimately got arrested. He made his first court appearance in Raleigh on Thursday. And that's just, it is what it is. Listen, a cop doing uncopply things. Wow, what a shocker. Cops shooting people, not a shock. Cops selling cocaine, not a shock. This doesn't shock me at all. If anything, it just keeps on shining a light big and brighter on the police. And again, just like teachers, why are you guys acting stupid? You guys know the heat's on you guys more than anything. You guys have body camera footage on you. You guys are literally carrying a hot mic or a hot video on you 24-7 while you're on the job. Literally. And we know that, yes, certain videos get distorted because certain people are able to fudge around with the video. But let's not get twisted. People can easily unfudge those videos. People can start messing around and try to get the original video back. A lot of people are able to do that. It takes some time, but it gets done. But you guys are wearing a hot mic, a hot recorder on you constantly why are you guys being idiots why are you selling cocaine why are you killing anybody out here that doesn't deserve to be killed what are we doing i think whenever an officer does some stupid i think they need to be branded as big stupid idiot and you my guy kevin rodriguez you are an idiot you are legitimately an idiot you sold cocaine while you were on duty in the police car in the police car fam I don't know if there's a bigger idiot than you. 
This is just me just being honest with you. I don't know who didn't tell you that. It was a dumb, idiotic idea. But somebody should tell you that was a dumb, idiotic idea. And if somebody did tell you that, guess what? You should have listened to them. Because anybody telling you that, yo, selling cocaine or selling any type of drug outside of a police car, and you're a police officer, and you are wearing the badge, you are wearing the legit recording on you, why? Did you need money that bad? Again, take side gigs. Take gigs that you can be a police worker. You can work security at a freaking venue. Work security for anybody else. Hey, a big celebrity ex coming in for a tour or a concert or sporting event. Guess what? Be security guards for them if you need the money that bad. But seriously, what are you doing selling drugs from your own police car, your own work car? That... If that doesn't say fire me right here, or that doesn't say my G, I don't care about my job, what else does this thing tell you? Seriously, I hope he gets some time. I ain't gonna front. I hope he gets hit with something hard to make every officer look at him like, yo, you were an idiot. Because, boy, as me as a civilian, I can tell you right now, you're an idiot, bud. You're a complete idiot. But again, hey, police officers are gonna do a police officer's business. They're gonna do what they do. I'm just gonna be here every time they do something stupid. I'm gonna be here telling you guys about it every single time. Now, on to the final topic, because again, this was, uh, this week was really, really relatively low to me. I want to, uh, give congratulations to Bronny James. If you don't know who Bronny James is, that is the son of LeBron James, as he signs a deal with an underwear company. As the article reads, from Yahoo Sports, Bronny James has signed a NIL deal with PSD Underwear. PSD is an underwear brand, and they announced a new partnership with LeBron James' son, Bronny James. Other ambassadors of the underwear brand include NBA players Jimmy Butler, John Morant, Trey Young, and Tyler Hero. I've been wearing PSD for as long as I can remember, James said in a news release. When the connection is real and authentic, it makes a partnership like this really exciting. I'm looking forward to sharing my ideas and input to create some pretty unique pieces. Bronny is currently a senior at Sierra Canyon High School outside of Los Angeles. This is his first known name, image, and likeness deal. The six foot two shooting guard boasts 6.1 million Instagram followers, and PSD is giving him his own line, posting on its Instagram page. Who's ready for Bronny's collection? Welcome to the fam. Bronny is one of the most popular high school basketball players in the world, and this likely won't be his only NIL deal. Before he graduates high school earlier this month, Bronny filed three trademarks with suggested video, suggested use for video games, clothes, and NFTs. The financial details of this deal with PSD were not disclosed, but according to a report from On3, Bronny is projected to make $5.1 million in NIL deals before his high school career is over. Major, well, high major programs, Duke, Ohio State, U. CLA, Michigan, Kansas, Tennessee, and Texas have all shown interest in James. Of course, come on now. You're going to show interest in LeBron James's kid. I don't care who you are. You are going to show interest in LeBron James' kid. You want to Because you're going to get LeBron James as the package as well. LeBron James is going to show up. And if LeBron James shows up, guess, best believe a whole lot of people are going to show up. Because one, you're going to make a, a big deal in whatever news, whatever college takes them, that state's news is going to be about that kid showing up to that college. So guess what falls behind it? LeBron James is going to be in town to watch his kid playing basketball. So guess what that means? Ticket sales go up. People 
and the venues around the town, restaurants go up, hotels go up, because people are going to want to see LeBron watch his son play basketball, because people are going to say, I was there whenever LeBron saw his son shoot a three, uh, hit a slam dunk, I mean a strong slam dunk that means ESPN, win a championship in college, whatever special highlights that you want to create in your imagery, that's exactly what it is. When you sign Bronny, you are signing LeBron James to hop along and make your economy better. So if anything, that's a good thing. That's one. Two, Bronny getting a deal as him being a what junior in high school. I'm congratulating for that because you know what? This is right around the time that a lot of kids are going to be making money. You got kids on social media right now making money. You got kids out here on Twitch right now making money. You got kids that were always kid actors. Guess what they're doing? Making money. You got kids just everywhere right now just flourishing, making money left and right. And I can never ever knock their hustle. I only knock people's hustle whenever they steal from somebody else and never ever give credit to the person. And what I mean by credit, Ayo, tell people, Ayo, this is the person I got the inspiration from or I took their idea from. Here's bong, bong, bong. And if you don't want to do that, hey, break them off a piece of that bread, a large piece of the money that you ended up getting from you stealing their idea, you stealing their stuff, a.k.a. TikTok users. You know what I'm talking about. There's a whole lot of influencers, TikTokers out here that steal from a lot of black content creators and end up doing their stuff. And guess what? They, they start shooting up to the moon. Break that black content creator off a piece of that bread and tell them, hey, I got the idea from them so they can start following that person. At least I can say this. When you do that, I can't hate on you anymore because you know what? You broke them off a piece of bread and also you gave you gave mention to who you got it from. So you gave credit to the original person. So I can never hate on you if you do that. But a lot of you don't. You guys just straight up just gank, just gank something and steal it without ever mentioning credit for who you ever got it from. And that's called plagiarism. And boy, oh boy, you lucky that the law hasn't caught up with social media yet. Because boy, a whole lot of you TikTokers would get sued by a lot of people that you steal their stuff from. Oh my God. Anyway, Bronny is going to get a whole lot of other deals. He's young. It is what it is. I'm happy that he got this. And also, it was said earlier, what, this week or last week, one of the two, here's a boss move that I personally enjoy because it incorporates family. LeBron James basically told the news conference or whatever type of thing was that, yo, if you end up signing my son, you're going to get me. Basically, whatever team signs my son, you're going to get me right there with you because I want to play with my son in the NBA. So, if anything, well, we got another two years because he got because Bronny's a junior now. He's going to be a senior by the end of this year because he's going to start senior year. And then, what, next year he's graduating high school and then he's going to start college. He'll probably get one year inside college. And then guess what? He's going off to the NBA. And then guess what? Whatever team goes there, they grab him, they're going to get his father, the great LeBron James, unless something happens to LeBron James, which, God willing, nothing happens, and we get – the father-son duo literally on your screen, literally on the court. People are going to be paying attention and watching to see what type of coaching and mentoring ship that LeBron can do for his son while he's on the court. But it also will be fun to see a father-son dynamic on the court. Well, LeBron James did by making that statement by saying, hey, whoever signs my son, you're getting me. He basically bumped his kid up in the draft years from now. He already bumped his kid up. So he helped his son out tremendously with that. And then two, he helped out the economy or whatever place. He he helped out his son basically just get a bigger deal, period. 
He helped out his son get drafted up, make his uh, numbers get boosted up, and also he's made his son basically get a bigger deal. I'm just going to be blown with you. Yes, we were already thought of we're going to get Bronny James in one of the teams. Yeah, cool. But now you're telling me you're getting LeBron James as well. You're getting the man that helps pull up everybody's economy, whatever city or state that he goes to. Oh, yeah, you guys are going to try to bring in Bronny James. You're going to do that. And LeBron James did it as being a father. He helped out his son. And with that, he's helping out his family. I enjoy people helping out the family aspect because, again, I am a family guy. I like to help out my family in the best way that I can, and that's all I love. I love people showing out for their family. I do. So LeBron James doing this for his son, that's black excellence right there. That's a black history moment right there that should be documented in the annals of history farther down the line whenever people talk about with sports. I guarantee you they're going to mention this, and if they don't, this is a crying shame, but this should be documented down in the annals of black history, for real. LeBron James pulled a boss move, and he basically just chin-checked every NBA team right then and there. Hey, yo, you want me? You gotta get my son, period, and I'll follow right behind him. So, there you go. That's your black excellence, and that is basically LeBron just saying, hey, yo, I'm pulling everybody's punk card right now. You guys have been saying you wanted me for so long. Guess what? You got an opportunity. Sign my son, and then you get me. So, I want to say congratulations to Bronny, congratulations to LeBron James, congratulations to the whole James family, because boy, oh boy, y'all going to be eating good. You guys were be eating good already off of LeBron's hard work and everything, but now with Bronny getting a deal like this, and also, <laughs> future, oh yeah, you guys are set. You guys are truly set. Now, before I get you guys out of here, and before I give you guys my social media links, I just want to say happy birthday to my brother kevin garrett i want to say happy birthday to him i'm not sure how he's gonna feel hearing his name on this podcast um but happy birthday to you he turned 30 today and uh it's crazy i ain't gonna front i had to stop and look at the calendar just to make sure like oh he's turning i didn't figure out how old he was because he's technically four years older than me and i'm gonna be turning 26 in may so he's gonna be 30 he's 30 today so this is crazy it's weird time flies by extremely fast Boy, I can remember me and him being teenagers. Well, him being a teenager, me technically being like a couple of years away from teenager, and we would play basketball on uh, NBA 2K or NBA Live on the PS2 and all these type of things. You would play wrestling games with me. We would play fighting games as a family, me and my brother, my younger brother, and sometimes my father would be included into that puzzle as well. It was just crazy. Now... He's 30. He helped me get into music from time to time. Whenever I want to listen to an artist, he would throw an artist to me and I'll listen to it. Larry June was an artist that I didn't know of until he started playing Larry June music. And now I'm on the Larry June train. Now I'm starting to get myself inverse to musical acts because of him, because he's the music guy. I keep on telling you, anytime that I find a music act and I listen to music, it's more majority because of my brother. I don't find guys like this, but God, my brother finds musical acts and he showcases it to me. Um, he's done other things. He's given me advice from time to time. I've given him advice from time to time. He's a pain in the keister, but he's my pain in the keister. He's my family's pain in the keister, and that's just what it is. He's my brother. He's he he is what he is. He's my brother, and I and I love him. I wouldn't have any other way. So again. Uh, happy birthday, Kevin. I hope you have a great birthday, bud.
Now, with that all being said, let me get you guys out of here. Social media, you can find me in on Twitter, uh, at my two podcasts, Instagram, my two cents podcast, G2. My email, again, nobody set me up on this. My email is my two cents pod at yahoo.com. You can email me about anything, whether you're sad, depressed, uh, upset, you don't know who to talk to, you don't want to talk to your family because you don't you want to burden them with any of your problems. You can talk to me. I know it's still, I know it's weird to talk to a stranger about your problems, but trust me. I'm here, and any conversation that me and you do have, hey, it's always going to stay between me and you, never nobody else, at least from my end of the side, it's never going to be leaking any of your information out to anybody. Um, I want to thank Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, and Audible, because these are the uh, stations, these are the podcast stations that allow me to do what I do best, and basically talk my stuff, and basically just give you guys the information about news from time to time. And um, I want to thank them because, again, they can easily shut me down. They can easily kick me off. Because, boy, have we seen a lot of people's uh, podcast episodes getting kicked off of certain platforms off of what people have been saying. But that hasn't happened to me, and I am really, really uh, grateful to that. Um, Now, with all that being said, always remember... I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you all. I truly do. I want you guys to have a great Sunday. Please be safe out there. People, it's still dangerous out there. People are trying to be good on the road. You just drive to wherever they got to drive to, and they don't care about who else is on the road with them. I want everybody to please say a prayer for everybody. Please say a prayer for people in Ukraine. Uh, because, again, we know what's going down over there. We just see the aftermath. We see what's going down. People just doing things over there. Again, please say a prayer to them that everything will at least try to end quickly so everybody can get back to their lives, try to rebuild their uh, lives back to what they once were for the love of God. Anyway, I love you all. Please have a great Sunday. Please have a great week. And you guys will hear from me again next Sunday or you hear from me again next Saturday if you happen to listen to Wrestling Highlights of the Week. But with that all being said, I love you all. This has been My Two Cents Podcast presented by G2. He is I and I am him. I love you. And Kanye, can you please take these people home? I'm tired. You tired. Uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.